You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashedStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 21. That's right. This is the real 21. Uh, last episode, which was episode 20. I said 21. My mistake. I'm sorry to all the millions of listeners out there who are confused, but today is episode 21 of Thematics. My name is Andy Sokolovich. I am a Gallup certified strengths coach and the owner of a small coaching practice nestled right here in the Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa, Unleash Strengths. I am a coach for hire, enhancing employee engagement, recognition, and overall job satisfaction. If you are interested in listing the skills of a strengths coach or looking for a speaker for your next workshop, consider giving me a call. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment has had on now over 11 million people. That's right, 11 million people. That's a huge number, and we're getting closer and closer to 12 every day. It's our belief that the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware of his strengths and wants nothing more than to share his story in an effort to help you succeed. For more information or to schedule an interview for yourself, that's right, you too could be on this show. Go ahead and shoot me an email, andy at unleashedstrengths.com, or give me a call, 815-441-2219. We are on social media. Who's not these days, really? Facebook.com forward slash unleashedstrengths. Follow us on Twitter at unleashedcsf. Also, if you're listening to this uh, post version on the website, unleashedstrengths.com, the top right-hand corner of the page, you'll see two links. One's for our RSS feed, and the other is a link to iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to both. I'm very excited today to have Derek Jack on the show. Before we introduce Derek, I want to also introduce my co-host, Grace. Grace, you're finally settled in your new house. How's it going? All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's going. I'm now living in Vancouver, Washington in the gorgeous Pacific Northwest um, and just enjoying life here before my furniture arrives later this morning. Ah, so yes. Sitting on lawn chairs and inflatable mattresses. <laughs> it's It's an amazing feeling. Grace, thanks for being on the show again today as our co-host. Today, we have with us Derek Jack. Derek, thanks for being on the show, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do and reveal to us your top five. Hi there. I just want to say that I am absolutely pumped to be on the show. I've been listening for the last couple of weeks, trying to catch up, get a feel for what it's about. And uh, sitting here today, I feel quite privileged to be on the show. Basically, I am a full-time Gallup Strengths Performance Coach. I was certified this past September. I completed the course in July. And uh, I opened up my business and I've started looking for clients and doing some classes around Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I live. I come from a social work background, so I've worked in residential facilities with Opportunity Youth for about nine out of the last 11 years. And uh, part of that work was to help kids work through trauma, help families understand what trauma is. And when I came across the Strengths Finder, I absolutely saw a lot of parallel, a lot of use for it. And that led me to become a Gallup Certified Strengths Performance Coach. Uh, my top five are learner, ideation, restorative, achiever, and strategic. Very cool, man. And uh, you and I have had some discussions in the past prior to the show, and I know you use StrengthsFinder in a very 
um, a, not unusual way, but a very impactful way uh, within the, your youth and the things that you do um, professionally. So anybody that decides that they want to jump into strengths as a profession and actually try to make a living off of coaching really has to love the tool. You have to have a strong desire to help others. Tell us a little bit about how StrengthsFinder entered your life. How did you learn about the assessment? Well, it was actually when I was in grad school. And while I was in grad school, the second year, you have what they call a, like when you're in a field placement, they where you go and you learn to use all the social work skills that you learn when you're getting your master's, you have somebody there that advises you. It's like a mentor. And there was a gentleman that was in our university the first year and then ended up not being there the second year. But in between there, I found out what he did. His name is uh, Charlie Baker, and he took a children's home in eastern Kentucky, which is quite barren, socially speaking. And he took a children's home. And when he took it over, it was a $450,000 a year budget. And when he left, it was $19 million a year budget. So he just absolutely exploded this organization. So when I found out that, I found out what he did, what his passions were, I needed him to be my mentor. And so I kind of bothered him a little bit and pushed a little bit. And he finally ended up saying yes. And before we ever met or really got started, the first thing he had me do was take the strengths finder. I had no idea what it was. He gave me a couple of list of books, which I think I read in like two weeks. And I just absolutely saturated myself with the information because as soon as I read my top five, I was like, aha, this is wonderful. And so we used it from the beginning and one thing led to another. And now I sit here today uh, with my own coaching practice. So that was kind of the long, the short of that. That's so, cool, yes. Derek. I love how you said that you have been working with um, at-risk youth and youth who go through trauma. That's a really fascinating thing to work in, but your, none of your top five strengths are in relationship building or influencing. Is that correct? <laughs> that is actually, <laughs> yes. My first relationship building theme comes in at number 12, and it is individualization. So uh, followed by Relator, and I think everything else is in my bottom 10. So oh, uh, how, relationship how- building is definitely not... Uh, a talent of mine. It's not top, but what's the passion behind it to help youth, to help people? Um, I think it's twofold. I've got belief in my top 10 and I call it uh, my dark horse theme. And what that means to me is that if what I'm doing doesn't ultimately align with my values, my other strengths just don't gel in the situation. And I think my restorative definitely plays a big role in my desire and passion for helping this population, because to me, it is a population that has economic value. It's got uh, cultural value. And without having people stepping in and connecting this population to the mass public, we are losing out and they are losing out. And I want to restore that problem, I think. Awesome. That is awesome, Derek. And explain to us a little bit. When we first talked, you had told me about the room that you use to present Strengths Finder in, and you help these these young men and women realize that their true potential. Tell us a little bit about that room and the significance of now what you bring to it. The project that I did for school, um, what I wanted to do was build, because I'm really into adult learning theory. And when you look at this population, though they are 15 to 21, because of their thrive, they're, because of how they thrive, they're very independent thinkers. And so a lot of what they 
need to learn is synonymous or parallel with what adult learners need because of how they engage with life. And so I had a big um, passion to learn about adult learning. And because of the world we live in, having a hybrid learning experience is huge. And hybrid learning means that part of your learning is online using a computer and part of your learning is experiential face-to-face. So I wanted to create this learning experience that brought together adult learning theory um, a computer-based learning piece and a face-to-face workshop group piece and just jam them all together into one strengths-based learning experience. And so that's what we created. Because of where we did it using the facility that I work with, using Opportunity Youth, the room that we actually ended up being in is oftentimes used for meetings. And unfortunately for these youth, those meetings are not always good news. They may come into this room and find out that their parents' rights have been terminated or that they are being moved out of state or wow. that their, you know, their, their close sibling that they've actually finally just been able to get to know is now being moved upstate and they're not going to be able to talk to them anymore. Or, you know, just very severe bad news, basically. And what I was excited about is that on this day, in this learning experience, they were able to talk to members of their community, members of the business community, about nothing but what was great and excellent about them via their top five. And it was just really powerful. What is usually a room for crying was a a room for empowerment. And the kids enjoyed it. The adults that came in and supported us enjoyed it. And for about 45 minutes, that room was about nothing but positive, nothing but excellence, and nothing but strengths. Oh, that must have been such a great achievement. It was was a wonderful day, yeah. Have you noticed, Derek, that there is a certain stronger theme group or um, grouping of strengths among the youth that you're coaching? Um, I haven't put the data together yet. I'm waiting to get bigger numbers. I want to wait till I get, you know, 150 to 200 kids that have taken it so they can actually speak statistically. But right now it's looking like quite a bit of an of adaptability because of, I'm assuming, the changing landscape and never knowing what's going to happen next. They need to seize the moment. And so there's a quite a bit of adaptability just by the eye test. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's probably the one that I've seen the most. And it's usually very strong, no matter where it falls in the top five. When you're talking to the youth, you hear a lot of adaptability. The way they make decisions are through adaptability. And there is a short window of time that you can chit-chat and give them information, and then they're ready to move on to something else. So mm-hmm. it is fast-paced learning modules, and that's why the hybrid model really fit their you know their learning style yeah that's that's great i mean i love how isn't it amazing the significance of just a physical area like mm-hmm. how that can kind of change the way I mean, you use it use a doctor's or a dentist's office for instance i mean you kind of you will remember the way you feel when you go into a doctor's office or a dental clinic as a youth as maybe you know seven eight nine ten years old even at 33 now, I sat in the dentist's office the other day and I kind of had that same feeling, (laughs) you know, and it's really just, it's not so much, oh, I'm at the dentist. It's a surrounding. I mean, every dental office is very kind of, obviously you want it to be clean. There's a lot of white there. I mean, a lot of metallic instruments, but it just gives you that feeling that you can just recall from back in your youth. But I love that you were able to take that same space and convert it into something that's not so much full of, you know, anxiety and sorrow and maybe disappointment, but now of positivity and true potential. So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty powerful for them and for, I mean, and for me. 
So Derek, how would you say becoming aware of your strengths has impacted your life? Now, let's say every morning you wake up, you have a new opportunity, a new start to your day. How does strengths kind of weave its way into your daily actions that you take um, throughout your both your personal and professional career? I think what it did for me more than anything was give me clarification and to a certain extent proof that I do have the ability to achieve in academics uh, because that was a big piece of my career that I needed to get. And in undergrad, I really struggled as a student. I, I had trouble sticking to deadlines. I had trouble getting the work done. And then I take this assessment and I'm learner in ideation. And so I was like, well, that should fit. And what was missing was how I learned. What yeah. was missing was my excitement about ideas are quick and learners aren't really about completing things. <laughs> we are about experiencing things. So once I experienced the lecture, experienced the reading, my brain was happy. That was exciting. And then the, the whole part and the piece of going back and doing the homework and finishing it, that was where I struggled. And so once I had this assessment and understood what Achiever was, because that's also in my top five, then I could create a list of tasks and slowly but surely turn that leaner, learner into achievements. And so that was huge for me. I think that was a big reason why I was able to get through my last year of grad school successfully. Um, and I think in my coaching I, when, though I don't have a lot of relationship building, my big, my biggest strengths innovation and the relationship building comes from my learner and my ideation. Because I know that every single time I talk to somebody, I'm talking to somebody that's one in 33 million. And so I'm talking to an, a completely unique situation, a unique theme dynamic set, a unique set of experience and how they, um, manifest themselves with this person. And I, I love that first conversation, listening to somebody talk about their top five and them having those aha moments. That is all learner and ideation being fueled there. That's awesome, Derek. I have a question for you. Achiever is a probably the most common strength among the yes. millions that have been tested, right? Do you find that you can relate better to people since that's so common? Do you find that a lot of people you talk to tend to have that strength or at least have some in their top 10 of Achiever? I don't uh. have Achiever in my top 20, but... <laughs> The answer to that is yes, but maybe kind of from a different perspective. I think the answer is yes, because people who do not have Achiever, it takes me a little while. I definitely kind of got to sit back and wait for a little bit to figure out how the whole motivating piece happens if it's a long-term coaching relationship, mm -hmm. because if they got Achiever, we can almost immediately get down to, okay, what do we do now? But if they don't have Achiever, there's a lot more learning and a lot more relating and a lot more give and take conversationally that needs to happen before I can kind of let my Achiever thinking loose, so to speak. So I don't know if that answers your question, yeah, but sure. I think as a coach, that's kind of how it plays out. You can kind of see the a difference between someone who has that as a pretty quick turnover for the executing theme, right? Rather than yeah. someone that might have quite a lot of other things to think through before they move forward, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. One of the things that you said that I absolutely enjoy hearing every single time is that you love coaching because people are different. And I think this is why I gravitated so closely to StrengthsFinder is because I firmly believe that every individual out there is different. Every single person has a different set of talents. And for the longest time, I mean, I was in the military for 11 years and you really couldn't afford to be different because yeah. it was a systematic <laughs> approach to not only leadership, but the functionality of the military, which is... Which is 
systematic and it works for them in, in homeland defense. But everybody was kind of doing the same thing. We all look the same. We all dress the same. We were all moving in the same general direction. But what I love about Shranks is that it really aggressively unearths those individual talents that we all have and I love that you said you get excited about every new opportunity to reveal the top five to a potential new client, friend, colleague, family member, because now it's a time for them to talk about themselves. And I don't think as individuals, we get enough time allotted for for self-reflection as opposed to constantly thinking about where we need to be or what others are worried about or how others are feeling. I love strengths because it is kind of a selfish assessment. You walk up to somebody... And you shake their hand and you say, hi, my name is Derek Jack. Nice to meet you. And you break into a conversation talking about strengths. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to tell them that they should consider taking the assessment. What, if any, uh, resistance do you usually get about assessments? And how do you kind of get around there? How do you describe StrengthsFinder as not your run-of-the-mill assessment you're going to find in the back of a magazine or (laughs) or you're going to be called a monkey or a gorilla or whatever it is that are out there? (laughs) How do you kind of tell people about strengths and get them excited? about taking the assessment well here's this is exactly what i say and this you know as coaches we know that this happens all the time um so what i say is my undergrad was in psychology so when you are an undergrad in psychology in a big university that means that you are really a guinea pig for a whole bunch of new assessments and a whole bunch of established assessments so not only did i take way more assessments than i would ever like to admit to i was also taught the theory behind so many different assessments, whether it be the Myers-Briggs, whether it be this brand new assessment that another grad student is trying to develop, and then we're going to go and we're going to talk about the theory behind how they did it. Those all stop at the description. Once you get your perfect paragraph, it's over. With the Strengths Finder, it's only the beginning. It becomes transformational from the point that you finish the assessment for as long as you want to be involved in it. And it is immensely transformational because it's developmental. You take this and then you use it. You take it and you reflect on it. You use the many tools that Gallup puts out all the time on how you get a little bit deeper, how you look at this strength by itself, how you look at this group of themes within this role. It's like it's infinite transformational opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's my plug. If you want to take an assessment that is the the bare minimum that you get out of it is simply getting your results and the bulk of it, the power of it happens after you have your results and working with it. The strengths finder is the assessment that you're looking for is what I end up pretty much saying. <laughs> wow, that's quite a pitch. <laughs> So that leads us into our next question, Derek. You're sitting behind somebody. They're sitting at the computer. They hit control P. They print out their theme insight report. They look at it and then they turn to you and say, okay, Derek, I took the assessment. Now what? Right. Uh, I first asked by just simply saying, did you even read it? Because a lot of times people will show up at a first coaching session like, oh, yeah, 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 I did take that. Let me find it. But what I usually end up starting with is what did you learn about yourself that really resonated deeply. There's always a certain phrase. There's always a certain something. And then once they give me that phrase and they say it out loud, I always ask, well, what about that is empowering? What about that is something that you want to grow in? And then that absolutely changes the conversation because now it's not about me teaching. 
or it's not about me informing because as soon as I can get away from that, I try to go there as soon as I possibly can because that the assessment is about the person who's taking it talking. If I'm not listening as much as possible. So I try to hit on whatever that sweet spot is. It's just going to be kind of a dialogue explosion. And so I just start kind of asking those questions. And once they kind of start getting some momentum in a positive way, I just go with it. I like how you said momentum. And that's really what I found too in my experience is they, okay, the report comes out of the printer, they glance at it, like you, like you alluded to, may not even read it. Yeah. That conversation has to happen. Exactly. You, you can't, you can never develop your talents into strengths without that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not necessary for every person that takes the Gallup Strengths Finder assessment to find a coach, but they have to have a conversation. So in, in lieu of a coach, ask your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your aunt, your uncle, your grandparents, just engage in a conversation based on what comes out of that report. That's, that's step one. What is your favorite theme in your top five and why? Why? What's that one driving force? I always go back and forth. I really like ideation because I think that that's why there's many days where I don't need coffee because my ideation is like, it's really like caffeine to me when I'm in an environment with a bunch of new innovative ideas or a bunch of traditional ideas being turned on their head and looked at from a different angle. Mm-hmm. I, I just really get excited. But I think the theme that really defines where my paths lead me is my restorative because I think that until I understand what is not gelling what is the gap between passion and potential I'm really kind of lost as a coach unfortunately um, and it is it took me a little while to really buy into that because it seemed kind of anti-strengths approach because I'm looking for that problem but it's it's really not that it's our brains like to solve problems. Our brains like to respond to things. That's why goal setting is so valued because with that goal, you start to make decisions around that goal. And so I think that my restorative really brings to life everything that I've got the ability to do with the tools that I've now gained from the Gallup training. So I think restorative is probably my favorite theme because the fallout of that is There is not a situation, there's not an obstacle, there's not a problem, there's not a conflict that I am not willing to go absolutely fully engaged in. I'm unintimidated by problems as the Gallup material says. Wow, that sounds like an excellent quality as a coach, Derek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, You're not there's, afraid to jump in and help people with whatever they're dealing with. That's great. Right, right. Yeah. So I think that's probably, it might be too, but I, if I had to, you know, if you really maybe decide, I think it would be my restorative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think restorative, when we talk about like theme envy, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> yeah. that's one that I have a strong amount of envy for because uh-huh. you are, whether, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a coach, whether you're, you know, a uh, a psychologist, a school counselor, being able to solve those problems and have an overwhelming desire to do so is huge. Now, restorative is kind of a little bit low for me. And I do realize that I can't, I like solving problems, but I like getting the solution 
um, my way, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. And it, and it becomes sometimes, it's one of those things where I got to throttle back. I got to take the group consensus. I got to listen more than I speak. And I have to understand that even though I want to solve that problem, not everybody is willing to jump on the Andy bandwagon and kind of ride my success train to the solution as I perceive it. Um, so I really enjoy that restorative theme because people with restorative tend to sit back, look at all aspects of things. They're natural problem solvers and they move forward at a pace that's not only only effective but it's safe my yeah. pace is never safe i'm like maverick from top gun like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy, yeah. andy restorative is number 32 for me yeah. really low uh-huh. and my my husband has it as one of his top five so actually all of his top five are in my bottom 10 all of his that's, top five. that's good tracked right but I, I find the same thing i can actually solve problems quite easily with my uh ideation and futuristic and activator and focus strengths which is four of my top five but I don't actually solve the problem. I just think of ideas that could solve the problem. I need that executing strength to help actually, you know, move forward. So I think that's the difference between maybe what you have, Andy, and what a restorative actually is, right? Thinking of ideas is not necessarily solving the problem. My restorative and my ideation and also my strategic. So usually if I've had time to really sit back and process, because I process a lot, you know, in a deliberative way, because that's in my top 10 as well. And so I really need a lot of information. I'm not going to jump the gun because I know that jumping the gun, then it turns into more of a um, like a presentation or a persuasive restorative. And I don't really like that because I, if I can ask the right questions and get them thinking in the right direction, my restorative can be absolutely in full throttle and they have no idea because they came up with the idea. They solved the problem through the questions that I asked and then they buy into it. So I don't have to persuade them that this is a good idea. They told me it was a good idea. Therefore, they think it's a good idea. And so it makes the coaching process way more smooth once we get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, not just coaching. My first business that I have is a marketing and advertising agency. And man, that approach has been used in advertising from the from the get-go. I mean, allowing others to understand that they came up with the solution and you didn't force it on them is a huge way to develop trust. And also, like you said, resist that that impression of overselling or persuading. or um, So I love that. Yeah, my top five, strategic, futuristic, woo, ideation, communication. The best way to explain how all those work, it's like a Mountain Dew commercial. You know, it's like extreme, just go, 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 go. And uh, it's a little over the top. So I, I have to, I have to get a governor and throttle back whenever I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's one of the reasons I'm here, right, Andy? That's yes. That is one of the reasons why. I mean, I, I do enjoy our conversations, Grace, but I asked her specifically to come on a show as a, as a recurring co-host because I needed to kind of throttle back <laughs> and uh, it just wasn't happening on my own. So Derek, tell us a little bit about EP10. Not a lot of people are familiar. I mean, if you're in the strengths, I guess, webosphere and you follow social media and you follow Gallup, you understand that StrengthsFinder, Entrepreneurial StrengthsFinder does exist. But tell us a little bit about how that came into your, your wheelhouse and how you use it to help others identify their entrepreneurial talents. Uh, well, like I said, um, while I was in Omaha getting the Gallup Strix Performance Coaching training, they had offered the class. I really wanted to be a part of it for kind of two reasons that had nothing to do with the assessment. Number one, I wanted to be involved in it because I'm a learner and I just... And my week at Gallup learning the strengths was one of the most wonderful learning experiences I've ever had. And so I wanted more Gallup knowledge. I wanted to be taught by Gallup people as much as possible. So that was one. And then the second one was 
I wanted to be on the ground floor. I wanted to be one of the, the, there was very few things that could have convinced me that being committed to being in that first pilot was not a wonderful idea. I wanted to be in that first class, to be on the ground floor, and to be one of those names from the beginning. That's what, you know, my achiever really kind of took over there. And so that's why I really was motivated to get into class. And then once I got there and understood the research that went into it and why Gallup bought into it, it really spawned from a book by uh, Jim Clifton called The Coming Jobs War. And that book lines out very specifically, statistically, and quite frankly, the the situation of the gross domestic product for America and for the world. It's it's a battle for a power of nations, really. And he put it together and his response is we need entrepreneurs. We don't need innovators. And I know about my top five that I'm much more inclined to be an innovator than I am to be an entrepreneur. And so for me, having the training was a huge self-discovery as well, because I'll what I realized that the best way for me to make an make an impact is to have my own company and help other people grow their company so that we can increase our gross domestic product and stay number one in the world, actually, So um, as Americans. And so that was a huge motivator for me. And being in the class and listening to the amount of research that went into it and how valid the assessment is, their, their validity, and I don't want to get too nerdy on you, but their validity is really strong. Some of their the connections between the talents that they are able to find and the business outcomes that are associated with that talent are really, really strong. And so offering that to people and saying very specifically, if you have this talent, these are the business outcomes that you are able to achieve as an entrepreneur. It makes the coaching experience extremely tangible, extremely successful, and very measurable. And people when they have that information and they look at now I'm capable of these business outcomes and these are the business outcomes that I need to either outsource or strategically align myself to make sure that those business outcomes are being met. It just, it changes the landscape of how an entrepreneur does what they do, whether they've been successful for years or whether they're tinkering around with ideas in their garage, hoping that a business idea comes out of it. No matter where they're at in the spectrum of an entrepreneur, they benefit from it. And it, it galvanizes these sorts of things that entrepreneur goes through in such a way that you can intentionally attack them and intentionally put together systems and people and partnerships to meet those business outcome. Do you, um, Derek, one last question for me. Do you have um, a suggestion for someone who's taken the EP10, which by the way is available through the Gallup website? <laughs> it's yes. only It's only $10. I just took it, or is it $9? I it's, it's 12. It's 12. Oh, yes. And it wasn't, it was a lot less than 20. Yeah. <laughs> I just took it a few weeks ago, but my top two dominant strengths are creative thinker and risk taker. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that information means, Derek. So what would you suggest to the general public when they get the result? Going through that, when the, when you take the assessment, it gives you the, I think it's a three page readout where it gives you the 10 in order and by level of dominance. So orange, Orange means that you've got a high level of dominance in that. 
Blue means that you've got contributing, which means that there are times and situations where you can have that talent, but it's not always there and you're not really leading with it. Mm -hmm. Supporting means that it's a rare circumstance or an extremely specific circumstance where that talent is something that you're able to lead with. So if it's something that is green and supporting, you're putting together an outsourcing system or putting together a partnership is highly recommended. Uh, but the, the dominant ones, if you go through and also when you take the assessment, they give you the, um, the report guide mm-hmm. going through that and just reading through that is really, really helpful because it gives you some different ways to get different angles on your dominant talents and it gives you questions. You can start to kind of engage with it and it gives you the opportunity to kind of coach yourself a little bit. And as entrepreneurs, most of the time, if you've got somebody that's got some dominant entrepreneurial talent, doing things by yourself is usually something that you're comfortable with. So just going through that guide, writing out what's dominant, looking through the descriptions and then saying, okay, how can I use this? And start writing down some ways for you to do that. That's probably the best place to start. And then you can hop back on the Gallup website at the bottom of the page. I think right now there are four different documents, give you some questions and some answers, and that'll help you kind of think through how to use it. Um, I think that's probably what I would tell somebody who is not working with a coach. Okay. And then, of course, hire someone who knows what they're talking about to coach them, right? Right. Yeah. And they Gallup, they really went over and above when they were looking at how to make this instantly implementable. And so if you get with a coach, there is a strengths discovery course, like already made. They've got the PowerPoints ready for you. They've got the handouts ready for you. And you can sit there with a coach and go through it. And I think there's about six sessions. You can do it anywhere from 20 minutes and more, depending on how much depth you want to get into. And then they've also got a packet where it's coaching conversations, where you go through each of your 10 talents and you look at what they mean. You look at how you can use them and you connect them specifically with the mission of the business that you have or the mission of the business that you hope to create, or you connect it to the ideas that you're kind of tinkering around with as an entrepreneur. And it's very tangible, very quick. Yeah, EP10 is something that uh, I'm not 100% familiar with. I mean, I I received an early copy of the book and I took the assessment. And like many people, uh, as a business owner, I didn't have a lot of time to kind of delve into that. I was just trying to master the 34 talent themes that I already knew were rattling around in my head. But it's something that I'm becoming more and more aware of. And as an entrepreneur um, of three businesses now, and and I'm an army of one in all three, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I need to learn about how to facilitate that growth both of these businesses, as well as teaming up with others who who can solve problems that I just can't. Uh, so I'll be talking to you more about that in the future, Derek. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so one last question here before we close this out. And uh, looking back in a short response, how do you think your life would be different without being aware of your top five or your mm. strengths in general? <laughs> I think the first word that always comes to mind is I would be much more frustrated Yeah, uh, because I wouldn't know what to do and I wouldn't know that I have all the things that give me energy to work every day. And I think that I would be frustrated because I would feel this potential, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would be, especially right now, maybe it could happen by luck in the future, but I don't think right now I would know what to do with the passions that I have and with the energy that I have that I've, I've got to turn into something on a daily basis. And I think that it just absolutely gave me a precision for how to use what I have. 
And without the strengths finder, I think that I would be frustrated because of the gap between my potential and what I'm able to do would be so vast. Yeah, well said. I think the the image that most people think of when they refer to strengths is a compass. I and mean, you see that a lot in, in Gallup yeah. stuff is just Absolutely. providing you with a sense of direction because without it, you could just be turning around in circles and have no idea what you're doing. Um, so it prevents you from getting lost in life. That's why I love it. I mean, I in the military, we took a lot of assessments. Uh, those that have listened to this podcast have heard my story. Every time I returned back from, um, from an overseas mission as a deployment, I had to take an assessment to make sure that I was mentally capable of going back to work, <laughs> yep. uh, which, which works. I mean, there's a reason they do that. But when I got out, the word assessment automatically, reverting back to that physical perception of just a dental office, the word assessment immediately set me on the defense. And it wasn't until I started to learn more and more about StrengthsFinder that I actually grew to, to love it. Yeah. So Grace, do you have anything before we close out the show? I just think it's awesome that you're applying the, the talents that you have, Derek, to helping people who have... Um, just many different needs than you have. <laughs> I think sometimes we tend to gravitate to other people that have the same types of strengths as us. Mm-hmm. And I coach people, I'm not certified, but I coach based on uh, uh, what I know about the world and my management background. And I just absolutely love to meet people that are different than me because it stretches me as a person and as a coach and as a mentor. So it's really yes. great to see that. Yes. Well, great. And thank you very much. I, yeah, I, we had talked a little bit earlier about theme envy. And so my 33 and 34 are empathy and positivity. (laughs) And so um, making people feel good is not something that naturally happens for me. Right. Um, And I absolutely, to the core of me, envy people who have empathy Mm -hmm. because in my favorite, you know, the cards, the theme inside cards. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My favorite phrase on all of those cards and really throughout the God material is with empathy. And what they say about people with empathy is they can make the visceral explicit. Mm-hmm. And that is such a powerful thing. And I think it's probably because, you know, I'm working with people who have, you know, long, very vicious histories of trauma. And to see them interact with somebody who has empathy and to see them hear about themselves in such a way that only somebody with empathy is able to do. Mm-hmm. I see the power in that. And I know that I can't quite do it like that. And I mm-hmm. absolutely envy that because it's so powerful for the youth. Absolutely powerful. Wow. Well, Derek, yeah. thanks. Thanks for all you do. And, and, uh, I'm going to jump on my soapbox here for a second. Grace, you said that you're, you're not a certified coach. Nobody cares. That's the thing <laughs> is, you know what? It's a great certification I'm to get. Just- but, I'm part of the group anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. the thing is, is it's <laughs> this is a group of people. I mean, there's no distinct line between certified and not certified. If you understand the concepts of strengths-based development, you love positive psychology, you want to turn people into a better versions of themselves, I don't care what certification you have, just do it. You have that knowledge, share it with others. There's nothing behind your signature block that's going to make you better or worse at that one way or another. There's All right. positivity coming out, right, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. Derek, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for all Thanks you do. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, keep up the good work, man. Stay in touch. And uh, you're welcome to come back on for, for Derek Jack 2.0 whenever you want. So so let us Fair know. Enough. Awesome. 
All right, everybody, this is Andy from UnleashStrengths.com. To download another version of this, make sure you hit us up on iTunes. Also, that RSS feed, top right-hand corner of this page, if you're on UnleashStrengths.com forward slash thematics. We love your feedback. Send me an email, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me know what I could do to make the show better. Give us all that feedback. We need that in order to make sure we're giving you a quality product. Again, if you want to be on the show, if you too want to be on the show as a thematic, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. No holds are barred. You don't have to be a coach. You just have to love strengths and want to talk about how it kind of changed your life for the better. All right, everybody. This is Andy from UnleashStrengths.com, and I will talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted. 